Welcome to the Purpose Marriage Podcast. If you're in a marriage that is damaged or broken and think all hope is lost, we invite you to listen in to today's broadcast. We pray that through this ministry, you'll find biblical encouragement and instruction that will lead you and your spouse to a closer walk with the Lord and each other. God can and does heal marriages no matter how desperate or impossible the circumstances may appear to be. And now, here is today's episode. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Purposed Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Larson. With me as always is my wife, Amy. Amy, say hello. Hello. Well, here we are in the month of May. We're back with another episode. Uh, We've been out the past month. Busy as always. Amy, you're going to go ahead and catch our listeners up in terms of what we've been up to, what we've been dealing with. (laughs) We have been dealing with a lot. (laughs) Uh, We are in the framing process of our house. It is, I think, actually by today, framing will be complete. So that has been a lot of work um, preparing for like the next phase of the building process, because as we've shared with you, we are semi self-contracting. So we have to make sure that we have all the materials ready to go for when whoever is installing the things will have them available to them. So I've been busy with that. Um, I have also been very busy with in-person counseling. Um, We have received several, and when I say several, like several a day requests for counseling from both Tommy and myself. I do intend to email you back with a response, but right now all of my time is devoted to in-person counseling, um, and I have been very, very booked solid well, with that. Yeah, and one of the things that is great about what you are pursuing, your certification in biblical counseling, is the fact that you are becoming a part of a large network of biblical certified biblical counselors out there throughout the United States and the world, actually. Yes. So when these requests come in, you are able to recommend and suggest, based on where someone lives, who might be a good fit in terms yes. of counseling services. Yes. And so if, uh, if Amy is able to provide that resource for you, take advantage of it. They've yes. gone through the same type of training and have the same biblical worldview as we do. Yes, and, um, and for those listening, if you're not aware, the training that I am going through is through ACBC, the... Um, Wow. Wow, you don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> Clearly, Isn't it the, the Association I don't, of Certified association. Biblical Counselors. I don't know why I was blanking on association. It is the association. No, I, I think you were making sure that you didn't say ACDC, the band. <laughs> that was your no, focus. That was not my focus. Oh. I really, it really was association. I was like, what's that word? Okay, you hadn't so. planned to speak on that. I did not. But, so that's why you forgot. <laughs> but I should <laughs> know. But it's the association of certified biblical counselors. And um, if you if you are interested in looking for a counselor in your area, you can go to ACBC's website. It's uh, biblicalcounseling.org, I believe. But if you just do a quick Google search for ACBC counselors, uh, there is a map, and you can go and do a search for counselors in your area and it will pull up. But like Tommy said, yeah, we are, uh, I am a part of a large, larger network and I'm now, uh, doing a lot of co-counseling. And so that's where if, if there's a woman or a family involved, a lot of times we like to have both a female and a male counselor present. Uh, that's not always required, but it has been recently because of the uh, the the types of counseling that I'm taking on, it's requiring me to be there along with a uh, a male counselor as well, and so that's why I've I've got a lot more time tied up in in person counseling at the moment. Um, but 
We also have had a huge uptick. Do you want to share that with our yeah, listeners? Yeah, we, we referenced this in our last broadcast, the number of subscribers that we're seeing, especially on YouTube, as well as our other platforms. And so we've been getting in lots of comments, and we are grateful that we have listeners out there who are enjoying what we have to offer, and are thankful for that. Uh, many of you have posted comments, and we, we try to respond to those comments, but because we've been getting so many, uh, it is taking us a little longer. So just, just know that if we haven't responded to your post individually, uh, we'll try to do that as we are able. Uh, well, today's show, Finding Hope During the Time of Trial, uh, we're doing that. It's because we, we hear from so many standers who are troubled and hurting, and they oftentimes feel like giving up because the pain is so difficult to bear. So we wanted to do a show on hope and provide some examples from our restoration story when God stepped in and increased our faith through the works of His creation. And of course, we pray it brings you hope and encouragement. And today's theme verse is Jeremiah 29, 11. I'm going to have Amy read that for us. Go ahead, Amy. Yes, this is uh, one of my heart verses. I love this verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Mm. We should find great comfort in this verse. First of all, God tells us there is a plan, and it was designed specifically for us. We see that in the first part there. For I know the plans I have for you. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's specific. Uh, And we aren't left to navigate this storm on our own or guess as to what the future holds, but we can be confident that the Lord has created the path already. And so what does this path look like? Well, He promises not to harm us, but rather to prosper us and to give us a future. And this is our hope. And while our current realities may cause us to feel hopeless, we must lay aside our doubts and worries and cling to God's promises. And what's more, He knows our weaknesses and how we are prone to doubt and wander. And it's because of this, He provides us with occasional reminders that serve to strengthen and encourage us when we are in the midst of our fiery trials. And it's those examples that we would like to share today. How many do we have here? Amy, one, two, three, four, five. Right, so these are five examples that I experienced in my life during my stand. I will share. We have uh, associated a verse with each of these. And we want you to just sit back and, and listen to these. And hopefully they'll be a blessing and encouragement. So this first one, I'll call the story of the caterpillar and the butterfly. And I read these in chronological order as I experienced them throughout my marriage stand. So this first one occurred when I was living at uh, the apartment, or as our middle child referred to, the (laughs) or-apartment. The or-apartment. I think I had been there about a week and uh, very much hurting, very much confused, Uh, and not sure what the future held. And I don't know if you remember the details as I do about the layout of that particular complex, but uh, it was was alongside one of our uh, larger hills. And Mm -hmm. I decided, I think it was a Saturday, to just walk up there, burn some calories and clear my head a little bit. And so I think I looked a little strange climbing, you know, behind the... (laughs) Behind the apartments, and if someone had seen me, they probably wondered sure they what what this weirdo's doing. I'm surprised nobody called the police on you, to be well, honest. <laughs> maybe they should have. <laughs> but uh, I went all the way to the top, and uh, of course, I was I was pretty winded by the time I got up there, and I I just sat down and and I rested. And we'll oftentimes talk about uh, the importance of getting away and and spending time alone with God, so that we could. Uh, better hear him, be away from the distractions that this uh, that we see and we hear in this life. And so I went up there and just spent some time alone with the Lord. And 
I just looked down and uh, right beside me I saw this little caterpillar beside me and making his way uh, towards the branch and then got on there. And I'm not a biologist. I don't know what this caterpillar was up to. As I watched it, this butterfly came along and uh, landed beside it. And I was reminded of the transformation that occurs from the caterpillar to the butterfly. Uh, it starts out looking one way, it's transformed, and it becomes something, you know, we would probably find more beautiful. And uh, as, I, as I observed those two creations, I, I was reminded of where I was in the marriage stand and what was happening to me right then and there, knowing that I was created by the Lord. I had allowed myself to be shaped one way, and now at this time in my life I was to be remolded and uh, shaped into something new. And so what I saw in front of me was a reminder of the transformation that was going to occur in my life and that it would result in something beautiful. And so that was, that was the first one. We have a verse here that we want to associate with that, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Read that, Amy. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old passes away, and behold, the new has come. Right. And so for me, what was passing away was my sinful lifestyle, the patterns that I had established in my life for so many years. The Lord was ridding me of those, and He was creating something that was going to be new, hopefully unrecognizable from the previous life and identity. You want to say something, Amy? Yeah, I think that that is really important for both people to, to look for that. A lot of times, you know, we want to take matters into our own hands and we want to change the other person. Or if I just share this with them, maybe it will help them change. But now I understand to, that desire. I, I know the motivation right, that's behind that. Right. Mm. And, and we, we absolutely can pray for that, um, for the prodigal. Uh, but I do think it's important to recognize that that transformation comes from the Holy Spirit. Um, and if, you know, we, we want to see that in the other person, <clears throat> excuse me. And so that beautiful transformation that comes about is from the Holy Spirit. And we just want to be mindful to look for things like that. And that is something that I saw in Tommy's life that had not been very present in the previous years. And so, um, as it turns out, you know, I was attracted to that beautiful transformation in him. Like he was the caterpillar and he had become this beautiful butterfly. Um, and I wanted that same thing that he had. And so it just, the beauty of that, you know, the beauty of seeing the spirit of the Lord lived out, you know, it was nothing Tommy did. It was what God did in him, but I wanted to, I wanted that for my own life. And that's actually what drew me back to Jesus and my walk with him. All right. So the next example I'll refer to as the awakening. And if you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've probably heard me reference this experience and it's the inspiration behind the name of our ministry, Purposed Marriage. I'm not going to go into all the details here, uh, but I will say that about three months into my marriage stand, three or four months, uh, the Lord gave me a specific verse in the middle of the night. I was awakened, and the reference to Isaiah 46:11 came into my head. I quickly uh, grabbed my phone, and opened the Bible app I had and, and read the verse. And this was after uh, much prayer uh, that prior evening, asking the Lord to save my marriage, to restore my marriage, and to make it new. And so this verse, and Amy, I'm just going to have you read the second half of that verse, if you would. So this is Isaiah 46, 11. And remember, this is after I prayed the Lord would save my marriage. I have spoken, and I will bring it to pass. I have purposed, and I will do it. I mean, even now, as I think about it, just hearing uh, that verse, it, it makes me tearful but grateful because of the significance and importance at that moment in my life. 
after I had gone to the Lord and how I was, the experience is one that I've never had before. I don't know if I'll have another one like it, but it was so real and so powerful, uh, and it instilled great faith in me, and I clung and held to that verse throughout all of my stand. Amy, you wanted to say something there? Yeah, it's, you know, it's such an important verse for our ministry and for our family, and that's one that we can look back on and say, you know, God answered this prayer. God heard me. Even when God doesn't answer us in the way that we hope, um, you know, His plan is best, and He knows best, but it is encouraging to know that that God does hear us. Um, But I was just reminded, you know, of this verse again. We, like I said, we just finished framing and some girlfriends and I went over to the house and we wrote uh, meaningful verses, uh, scripture on the doorpost and the framing of our home before they start to put, you know, all of the, the drywall up. And this was the verse that we put on the outside doorposts of our office where in the future we'll be recording our session. So um, I mean, it, it has very deep meaning, and it, it's one of those that you can't you can't justify, you can't write off. I mean, this was clearly God speaking in a mighty way through His Word to Tommy. Mm. Well, our next example I'll call the kite, the kite story, and uh, this this was a time when I had all three boys with me, and we went out to. I was with you too, wasn't I? No, on no. This, one, this was before restoration. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you would not have been with me. I was with <laughs> him on several occasions where we would go on family dates and fly kites. So that's why. Yeah. I thought maybe that, that was that was a little that was a little later. Okay. So this one, I want to say probably September, October. I think it was uh, Melton Hill Dam where we ended up going. Okay. And we had our kites with us. Uh, and so uh, we had spent some time doing this, and I had pulled my car off to the side of the road. We were having a nice time, just the boys and I, and uh, a gust of wind came along and took one of the kites and put it in a tree that was you know, out of my reach. I couldn't do anything about it. I attempted to uh, throw things at the kite to get it to come down and fall down, and I want to say I spent about 15 minutes, and uh, the string was up there as well. So there was no way I could get this thing down. And, uh, you know, I, I was sad because, of course, it would happen to our second child, and he took it <laughs> he took it rough. Uh, he didn't like, like the fact that he had lost that. But He's more emotional than... Yeah, he's a little more emotional than the other two. He takes things more personally. And, of course, I, w- I was sad for him, and there was absolutely nothing that I could do. Uh, I was powerless uh, to remedy the situation and solve the problem. It got time for us to leave, so we gathered up our things, and I put them in the trunk of the car, got the boys loaded up. I got in, and I had left my uh, driver's side door open for, I don't know why, but for some reason I I left it open. And uh, a gust of wind came along, and it released the kite from the tree. And it delivered the kite. We were about 20 yards away from this, maybe a little bit further. And it delivered the kite right next to the door. So, <laughs> so all I had to do was reach out and grab the kite. Well, and, uh, I was definitely not there for that one. No, no. <laughs> but it was just a reminder of how God has the power to do things that we ourselves don't. Mm-hmm. So I, I sort of uh, tied that story to my situation and the fact that Amy's heart and what she was going through at the time uh, was really out of my control. And while I was doing everything I could, I was that was in within my power to try to save her myself. Ultimately, uh, she wasn't mine to save. It was going to be up to the Lord. We have a verse there that I think uh, is very applicable. Psalm thirty-four, seventeen. Read that, Amy. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. Yeah, and that was deliverance. Yeah, deliverance from our trials 
and tribulations. And the problem there was I could not do it. I could not solve this on my own. Lord, I need your help. And he comes in and he provides that deliverance. Right. And I think it's that's so important um, for us to understand that a lot of times God doesn't deliver because we don't ask him. You know, we, we assume, well, he must know what I'm going through or, you know, he hears me. He knows my troubles. But the Lord wants us to depend on him. He wants us to cry out for us to be delivered. And again, I mean, how he decides to deliver deliver us may be different than what we're thinking. Um, But his time is perfect, and he is our deliverer. Mm. The next story I'll call The Plane. And this happened... I do remember and, this one. And we're, yeah, and we're nearing closer to restoration here. So I had just finished work. I uh, left the building and was headed towards my car. And where I happened to work at the time was right near an airport. So there were lots of planes flying in and out. This was something that I was used to. And uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't really spend any time watching any of them because they were so common. Uh, but on this particular occasion, I. I uh, I was at my car getting ready to get in, and I uh, noticed a, a passenger plane flying overhead. And then I was distracted for, for some reason. Uh, maybe it was a phone call. I can't remember the specific, but I, I, uh, I remember turning away for what was maybe 10, 15 seconds, something like that. And then I turned back in the direction of the plane, the same plane. And lo and behold, this plane had completely turned around. It was flying in the opposite direction. And I thought, well, that's really weird. Normally, I mean, you see the planes that are coming in for a landing. They're they're heading one way, and then they take a long route to turn around. And that wasn't the case here. It's like it had the direction had been completely reversed. And I and I saw that, and I thought to myself, why? You know, I've been praying for restoration that it will come quickly. And as I observed what was happening up in the sky, I thought, wow, maybe this is how the Lord is going to do it. He's going to do it suddenly, and it's going to be completely turned around. And so I was, again, uh, instilled with hope. Now, you know, you could probably, you hear me describe that situation, and you might think, well, there's a there's a perfect explanation for this. If there is, that that's great. I wasn't made aware of it. All I was made aware of was the fact that God is powerful and mighty, and He can turn things around in an instant. And that was the lesson for me on that particular day. Verse that we're going to tie to that, Philippians 1.19. Read that, Amy. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and for provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Yeah, for I know that this will turn. Well, that plane turned right around, and uh, there was deliverance. Well, and, very shortly after I experienced that. Right. And if if you are newer to our channel and you haven't heard, you know, our entire testimony, um this verse and this experience was exactly what God did uh in in our marriage. My mother who was not sick at the time, she had no health issues, nothing at all. Um, We had just been on a girl's trip two weeks prior, and I couldn't get a hold of her one evening. Um, Long story short, I came to the house. My my father worked out of town at the time, so I came to the house to check on her, and she had passed away suddenly um, from a heart attack, and or they believe it was a heart attack. And... um, It was just one of those things that, you know, really did cause the trajectory of our marriage to take a complete turn. Um, From that moment forward, God worked very swiftly and quickly. Um, Tommy was absolutely there. He was my rock during that entire period. Um, I jokingly tell people a lot that he was like a little fairy. It was like he would come in and and cook meals and clean up and then disappear. And I'm like, who did all of this? 
uh, because, you know, I was tending to a lot of the uh, business side of um, having to bury my mother and, and all of the things that happened after the funeral. And, you know, people would say, oh, you know, Tommy has been so amazing. He did this, this, and this. And it was like he would do the things, but he didn't want to receive, you know, um, any kind of pats on the back or any recognition at all. He was doing it out of love for me and for our children. Uh, and it was just like he would come and do it and then like vanish, you know, and, and he would... A phantom. Yeah, he really was uh, like that. But it, I think it took that and it took me asking questions like, who did all of this? How did he have time to, you know, do X, Y, and Z? And it was through friends and family reassuring me, like, this is no phantom, this is Tommy, and he has been changing. You've just, you know, this is who he is. You've just missed it. Um, you're the only one that doesn't see it. And I was reminded of, of a conversation I'd had with my mom two weeks prior. And she just, you know, she told me, Amy, God's changed your former husband at the time. He was my former husband. He's changed him, and you really are the only one that have hasn't come to terms with it. And I was reminded of that conversation and just all of the things that had happened so quickly after my mom's passing. And it also helped me to understand the importance of life and those around me. And from that point forward, I mean, really... It was the first time I was vulnerable to allow Tommy to come into my life. And from that moment forward, he really never exited. I mean, he he was there for me constantly. And uh, restoration came, what, within like days, I would say, after, you know, my mom's passing. Like I realized, okay. This is who he is. This is how God's transformed him. God's transformed my heart. We're going to get remarried. Yes. The change of course was suddenly. It was mm -hmm. a complete reversal. Right. I mean, your heart changed. The Lord had been starting to change it, and that right. had been taking place for several months. But then uh, when this occurred, the story you described uh, about your mom it it really shifted in a major way. Right. And, and I think it was her, even her words, like mm -hmm. I think her words from that previous trip we had been on and what, how she had shared her heart with me, you know, it was her desire to see us, you know, come back together and to be restored because she saw how God had, had changed really both of our hearts because she had been seeing a change in my heart mm -hmm. at the time too. But he, he used, you know, that big event in my life to really grab my attention. And I mean, he used my mother's words. So it really was like the, the beauty from the ashes. He, he completely, uh, he allowed our divorce to occur. He allowed us to be separated and divorced um, through all of, you know, those two years or a little more maybe than two years. And he used all of that to change us, to help mold us into who he wanted us to be. And so I think that that, you know, if you're not seeing any movement in your prodigal or you're not seeing a change, you know, be focused on you and your walk with the Lord, because that is exactly what Tommy did. He saw no change in me. He saw nothing that was even remotely moving me in any direction well, I, I saw, frustration. I, I saw changes, but they were changes for the bad. <laughs> right, for the worst. They would go from bad to worse. But I think that yeah. that's what it took is, is he saw, you know what? I can't do anything in my power. This is completely in God's hands. And he started walking closer to Jesus. That brought him closer. And he really focused on what he needed to change in his life and his heart condition. Um, he had to have his will in alignment 
with Christ. And that is what I think really helped, helped him. It helped me uh, all around. I mean, I think we can look back and say this change had nothing to do with us. It was a hundred percent God who did that. Yeah. And, and to be clear, God is still doing a work in our heart. He is continuing to mold and make us. We will never be made perfect on this side of glory. Correct. All right. We won't be. Right. And so that's why we need to continue to stay in the word, uh, to attend church, to be faithful to that. Be grounded in truth. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, because, uh, we will not be made perfect here on this earth. The Lord has much work to continue to do in us. And we pray that he does. We saw the biggest growth, though, during those trials. Sure, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, this last one here I'm going to call the owl, and uh, this is actually uh, the second half of one of the earlier stories I, I mentioned here. This particular example occurred, boy, I want to say it was just days before things really started to move between us oh, and yeah. restoration occurred. It was very shortly before. And so I had driven out to an area high school. I found it a good place to actually walk or do some jogging. And so on this particular evening, the sun was, it was, it was setting and I decided I was going to go ahead and, and run a little bit. And so I, I entered the parking lot, uh, stopped the car and got out, made sure my shoes were tied so I wouldn't be tripping over myself. And I, I took a few steps in my warm-up walk, and right as I was doing this, this this magnificent owl flew right in front of me. It was about uh, maybe maybe ten yards away, uh, flying very low to the ground, passed right in front of me. And this this had never happened before. Seeing an owl in flight that close, and uh, it headed off in one direction, and as it did. I was reminded of that verse, Isaiah 46, 11, that the Lord had given me about a year and a half earlier. And the first part of that verse came to my mind. And Amy, I'm going to have you read that, but then also read the rest of the verse. Okay, so this is the full verse, Isaiah 46, 11, calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of my counsel from a far country. I have spoken and I will bring it to pass. I have purposed, and I will do it. Right. So what is an owl? It is a bird of prey, and the direction it was heading was the west. So where did it come from? The east. It came from the east, calling a bird of prey. And I believe that the Lord summoned that creation to fly in front of me at that time as a reminder and to say, restoration is coming. I tear up. And I get emotional over that because it was so real and so powerful that the God of creation would take any amount of time with me, with everything going on in the vast universe, that he would cause that to happen. And so I was humbled, but I was encouraged, and I knew it it was coming. Yeah, there it was, and it was just days later uh, that uh, Amy's mother passed, and... uh, restoration began to occur. Well, and I think it's also important to just point out the fact that even the middle part of that verse, the man of my counsel from a far country. <laughs> yeah, my my pastor, who was a biblical counselor, had actually served in the Far East prior to coming to serve at our church. So that was another uh, significant meaning Right. I mean, the entire verse was so on point and God had shown him that verse long ago. Um, and it was just, you know, the owl, like that was just a reminder of, are you ready? You know, sometimes I think that we, we want God to hurry and we want him to, you know, do things in our time, but God has, and maybe it's not even for, for you, Maybe God has to prepare the heart of the other person. And I know that, you know, when, when God gave Tommy this verse, um, it was, it was powerful at the, at the time. 
I mean, he woke him up from sleep, you know, and he wasn't familiar. It was like he had to go to the Bible and never read. heard that reference before. Right. Never. He had to read this verse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he did that, but it was long ago. And I just love how God reminds us of his promises and how he could take a verse that, you know, maybe has no meaning to someone else, but every single part of this verse had deep meaning to Tommy. And he was showing him, Hey, are you ready? I'm getting ready to do something big and I need you, you know, to have your heart prepared. I need you to, um, be awake and be present and be ready for what's about to happen. And I think that that, you know, that second time with the owl is exactly, you know, how God prepared Tommy's heart for the big thing that was about to happen, because it really was, I don't think it was more than a week. And that was when the big transformation happened in my life when my mom passed away. Mm. Well, God is faithful to bring us glimpses of hope when we are deep in the valley of suffering. While we've provided some real-world examples of how the Lord made His presence known to us, we also want to emphasize that God's Word provides the same hope if we take the time to read and reflect and meditate on its promises. So we've shared several verses in today's show, but we'd also like our listening audience to share as well. And if you out there... Uh, have been encouraged by specific verses in Scripture, we want to encourage you to share with us and others uh, in the comments section of whatever platform you hear this broadcast, whether it's on uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, or SoundCloud, or on our blog at WordPress. Uh, Take the time to do this, as it will be a blessing to others. So now is the time in our show when we'll share prayer requests sent to us from our listening audience. And our hope in sharing these is that many of you will commit to pray for these individuals. The Lord wants to hear our prayers, and we know that prayer works. So let's all do our part in lifting up these requests to the Father. So we have received many this past month, I think probably the most ever, and plan on reading several now. And if if you don't hear your prayer requests this episode, stay tuned, and we'll do our best to share next time. And that that's sort of a disclaimer I want to put in there because we are human, we do make mistakes, and it is possible for us to maybe overlook a message sent to us. But you can submit your request by contacting us at prayer at purposedmarriage.org and be sure to put in the subject line on air prayer. Or you can go to the on air prayer page on our website purposedmarriage.org and fill out the form. This first one comes from Ebony. She says, Hi, Tom and Amy. My name is Ebony, and I've started listening to your uh, podcast for a week and a half now. My marriage is truly on the rocks, and I'm struggling. My husband declared he needed a break on September 2nd, 2021. Uh, his job requires him to work in different states, and he has been. it has been very difficult. Just the weekend before... He declared he was leaving. He was home for a week, and we celebrated his birthday with another married couple and friends of ours. I took him to the airport on Sunday, August 28, 2021, for him to go back to work. That week, my eldest and I were diagnosed with COVID, and we were both dealing with this the very best that we could. I started noti- noticing prior to this that we became distant, especially in communication. Since then, my husband served me with divorce papers at the end of October, and I was crushed. I remember us getting into a huge argument when we were both in tears. Honestly, I feel like I lost my best friend. It's been seven months since this has all happened, and even though he served me, or and even though he served me with papers, I got a letter in the mail that was addressed to my husband about him filing for divorce. I opened it and it said that the divorce was being dismissed because nothing has been done. I've been praying that God deals with me and I've had 
visions of us reconciling, but here recently I had a vision that my husband was cheating. We just made five years of marriage on March 27th. Last month, that was the roughest time for me. Altogether, we have four beautiful daughters. Um, The oldest is my biological, and the next one is my husband's biological, but he assumed responsibility of her because her father was killed when she was born. Uh, the next one is his biological daughter that he made the the daughter whose father was killed. And one of those we have together after we were married. Um, just a backstory, we were separated in 2018 when our baby girl was just six months and we reconciled in 2019 on Super Bowl Sunday where he moved back into town with us. I can't help but think that we both have missed something from the first time when we were separated, but I don't believe that leaving was the answer. I'm not perfect, and maybe I paid too much attention to making sure our kids, the home, and other things that needed to be done while he was at work. We've both had traumatic backgrounds, but I don't believe that we were an accident to be re- to be married. I truly want our marriage to work, and I pray that my husband can and will return home one day. My husband's name is, we'll call him Jay, and if I could only tell him how much we miss him and love him, I would love for him to know this. His heart is hardened, and he is surrounded by people from his job who don't respect marriage. He looks at other people and says he wishes he could have what they have. I apologize for the lengthy message, but I truly believe that your channel wasn't on accident that I came across it on my YouTube feed. Um, I can't help but think that we are still learning one another and that this will be ongoing. And I didn't get married to say I don't. Our next prayer request comes from Ricky. He's asking for prayer and believing for a miracle for the complete restoration of his marriage. Uh, Divorce has been filed. Mediation is scheduled for June 16th. Final court hearing on July 5th. Ricky says he does not want this divorce and is believing and taking a stand for my marriage. Thank you, Ricky. The next one comes from Brad. His message, his message reads, I just recently came across your podcast. Your story is exactly what happened to me and my wife when she left in 2019. Yes, 13 years. Through all the years, I've learned to become the father, the brother, and the son that I needed to be, uh, that I wasn't for so many years. My verse, like yours, Tommy's, uh, was Romans 8.28, and I hold to this day that verse because he has caused all the bad to be good. My two boys that are now 29 and 23 have been so blessed by the Lord, and they have seen me through um, an example of steadfast faith for so long. Only by God's grace, I have been able to wait patiently for his best, my wife, Kay. Um or we're calling her Kay. She has married into a non-covenant marriage two years ago, but I've never taken my ring off and believe God will restore in his timing. My youngest just got married this year to a beautiful Christian girl and tells me all the time that my mother is not happy. I promised the Lord years ago that if Kay never comes home, I will continue to stand until the day the Lord takes me home. Thank you for your encouraging words from your podcast. I relate so well to your story. Our next request comes from Nicholas B. He writes, Hello, my wife didn't feel loved, much like your all's story, with no biblical reason that I'm aware of. She filed for divorce. I found out when coming out of a tool store and then getting served divorce papers. It's been an emotional wreck ever since, but I have strong faith and I know God will restore all things 
and even see some of the restoration happening in different areas. None of those areas being her interested in our marriage, though. I've been hurt as I get closer involved in our church. I find she was recently hired on in an admin coordinator leadership role while actively in sin pursuing divorce. That hurt me, to say the least, but I am now feeling the Holy Spirit's covering as I go each Sunday protecting me from anxiety. I've drawn so much closer to the Holy Spirit through this, and He softened my heart and baptized me and showed me how to be loving and deeply caring. Please pray that Kay, my prodigal, is healed by God and that He moves a work in her to do what He wants. I have wants for reconciliation and a new marriage full of emotional safety and intimacy. However, even though I have wants and desires, what I really pray for is what God wants for us individually as a married couple with a daughter. I trust God and He will bring us and our five-year-old sweet baby girl exactly where we need to be. Please also pray fervently that I focus solely on God and not the lies of the enemy that I don't allow darkness to enter my mind, heart, or spirit. Thank you for your all's ministry. Blessings in Jesus' name. Nicholas B. Okay, this next one comes from Jeff R. He says, please pray for my beloved. We're going to call her T. I pray that she'll first turn to the Lord, then to me. May 21st, we have been married 34 years. We've been separated for 2.5 years. I know that we will be restored, and I believe we will have a ministry like yours. I'm grateful for how practical you are with godly advice. Please pray for our adult sons and that they will draw closer to the Lord as T and I draw closer. Okay, our next one is from Amy. She writes... I've been praying for almost a year for God to restore my husband and our marriage. Although my husband, we'll call him T, admits he feels guilty, he is still involved in an adulterous relationship and has filed for divorce. I really thought God was going to turn things around before it got this far, and now I struggle to believe that I need to stand. I'm praying for guidance and strength for me, and for God to soften my husband's heart, to bring him to repentance, and to restore our marriage. The next one comes from Lisa R. She writes, My husband began to pull and push me away when I got sick with an autoimmune disease, arthritis, etc. He didn't want to be the guy who left a disabled wife, but he has left. He says he doesn't love me anymore. We were together almost 30 years, and he is filing for divorce. He has refused to try counseling, say it doesn't, saying it doesn't work. He will not speak to me or come by our home for anything. Yet he knows that I can not do everything on my own. He says I need to start figuring it out because he will not be around anymore. And it's time for me to put him, it's time for him to put himself first. He wants to give me whatever we profit from the home, but nothing else. Even though I became disabled during the marriage and depend fully upon him, um, if not for my dad, I'd end up homeless. He used to read his Bible daily. After COVID, I noticed he stopped and he was no longer around any Christian people at all. He found ways to never be home. Satan has been trying to separate us for a long time now, especially going after my husband, tempting him, or he has been tempted with pornography and other things. I fear now he has turned away from God. While I want my marriage to be restored, I truly want to see my husband return back to God. He says God told him to leave me, but I do not believe that. And that is a lie from Satan. That was my addition, not hers. Uh, he says that he still believes that there has been no fruit in a long time. And Satan has fully infiltrated a, 
uh, upon my marriage and my husband. I'm praying for him and his relationship with God uh, that I have strength and courage to face whatever comes. May God's will be done. Hmm. Our last one here is from Lily. She writes, Hello, my husband has been diagnosed with severe depression and apparently has been depressed since he was a little child. Due to abuse and humiliations, he learned to repress his feelings and now has been diagnosed in the autism spectrum due to the depression. He gave up on our marriage as he is afraid he cannot meet my love needs. As well, he has some trouble identifying his feelings. My husband has some hereditary curses and his former house and in his former house several non-natural things happen. I'm not giving up on him and will keep fighting for him and our marriage until the end. I know it is God's will to fix us, but this is a pretty heavy war. Please help me in prayer. Thanks and blessings. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you now thanking you for your goodness and for the hope we have in you. You are our strength, our shield, our comforter, protector, and savior. And we praise you for who you are. Lord, we've read many prayer requests today, and we know that you are aware of all the details surrounding the lives and circumstances of those who have shared. God, we pray that in your infinite wisdom, your divine will comes to pass. We ask that you move in the lives of the standers out there who remain obedient to you and faithful to their marriage vows. Strengthen and draw them to yourself where they will receive comfort and healing. We work in the hearts of those running from you and bring on them conviction from the Holy Spirit that they may turn from their wicked ways. Make them repentant and willing to return to you and their covenant marriage. Lord, help us to not be bitter or resentful towards our prodigals while we wait for your plan to unfold. Soften our hearts and make us see those who hurt us through the eyes of compassion and mercy, the same type of eyes through which you see us. For all those who have tuned in today, we ask a special blessing upon them. Uplift these standards and fill them with your joy and hope. May they all remain committed to you, Lord, and willing to endure until the end. Father, we love you and we honor you today. We close this prayer by humbly asking all these things in the precious name of Jesus. It is in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Purposed Marriage Podcast. We hope and pray it strengthens and further equips you to remain committed to your marriage no matter the condition or circumstances. For more information and links to resources from our ministry, be sure to follow us on social media and through our official blog at purposedmarriage.org. If you have questions about standing for your marriage and desire to learn more about how to live biblically during times of trial and heartache, please reach out to us via email. The address is contact at purposedmarriage.org. Until our next broadcast, may God continue to strengthen and encourage as you pursue a Christ-honoring and purposed marriage.